This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the rent. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, well, be that city. Hey there, man. Howdy. Glad you're back with us here. Another week unfolding. Never know what's going to come at you on the other side of Texas. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson, broadcasting from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. And so we rave on. We are in the Racer Car Wash Studios, voted Lubbock's best wash five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City for the best wash around guaranteed check them out racerwash.com big show ahead for you scott braddock's gonna come up uh, in about 10 minutes from now and then we're gonna get into where we're going to begin now folks i want to tell you right now that i've come across a thing and have just put up a post other side of texas.com those of you who are listening in lubbock and around Lubbock, uh, be interested in this issue, going to tease it and say, for those listening outside, this could come and, and bite you in the bud, too. i tell you that right now, buddies. It can bite you in the bud. Uh, Lubbock's about to find out about it, but a lot of folks are about to find out about it because the federal government has tap the brake shall we say hit reverse or maybe even slash the tires on rental car taxes taxes on rental companies rental car companies and their customers to be used for projects away from the airport and that's where we start off right here now this is not a gate Public service announcement. What you're about to hear is not a gate. This is not Expo Gate. Uh, this is not Lubbock Expo Gate. This is no kind of gate. But it is a situation that bears some attention as we kick off right here. You want to chime in along the way? Do well. Be well. 806-745-5800. That's right. We also have some best and worst of the weekend coming up but where we begin last week there were questions that were answered and we've not followed this real closely we've we've had other you know bigger bigger fish out there on the frying pan but last week and we've talked about this on the program the love the proposed lubbock county expo center uh the leaders of that effort which is a 501c3 proudly uh says the group says hey we we are this will not be a government entity the proposed 
Lubbock County Expo Center, which is essentially a dirt track that will replace the Coliseum Auditorium now that Texas Tech is going to implode that thing and every lawyer within a 500 mile radius is going to come put up a lawn chair and make sure that it's done correctly. I don't know when that demolition begins. I would urge Texas Tech to not do it in the spring or the summer. Well, I don't know when Texas Tech should do it because the wind's going to blow, and I don't know how much how much asbestos is in that thing. Because if the last time, well, a couple of thoughts. Hold on, a couple of thoughts on Auditorium Coliseum. Number one, that was a cruise chef proof building. Uh, that thing may be able may be able to withstand a nuclear warhead if it uh, were struck overhead. Number two. I want the seats in which Tony Baroni got into the brawl in the 90s there. I, I want those seats out of the Auditorium Coliseum. Uh, if anybody knows how to make that happen, please make it happen. So the Expo Center is supposed to replace all of this. And I've got this from, just to give you a little primer, this is from everythinglubbock.com last week. Supporters of the Lubbock County Expo Center Steering Committee revealed details about the proposal during a news conference last Wednesday. Uh, the chairman of the committee, Randy Jordan, a local banker, said that voters have many questions ahead of the no November 6th election. And I will add, early voting begins next Monday, which just heightens the storyline that we're about to get into. Uh, voters can choose yes or no on hotel motel tax to fund the project uh, the hotel occupancy tax the hot tax would go from 13 to 15 percent now unless I'm wrong the story doesn't mention the other part of the funding formula for what would be a 30 million dollar excuse me a 30-year bond between 40 and 50 million dollars and it should be pointed out that randy jordan also said that there's a 10 million dollar endowment to make sure that it never falls into government control government control a big part of the narrative for the lubbock county expo center the proposal however the other part of the funding is taxes on rental car companies and their consumers and this gets a little complicated so take a deep breath it took me a while to get my mind around it and i'm just a simple boy from hell county now the problem lies in that on october 5 now what Randy Jordan and other leaders of the Lubbock County Expo Center, which I'm, I've been pretty favorable towards, and I'm not, you know, I'm on the fence here. And I'm not against it, I'll tell you that, but I am looking at it, uh, trying to figure, figure this out, uh, trying to be a leader of public trust here. The Expo Center is also supposed to be funded by up to 5% tax on rental car companies and their consumers. 
Now, here's the problem. On October 5, President Donald Trump signed the Federal Aviation Administration Reauthorization Act of 2018, an act that was signed as effective immediately. Way down in the act, in Section 159, under state taxation, it says, and I'll try to read it verbatim and then break it down, except as otherwise provided under section 47133 levy or collect a tax fee a state or subdivision of the state like a city or a county um, unless otherwise underneath you know the social security code of a section of government code levy or collect a tax fee or charge first taking effect after the date of enactment of the clause, which would be October 5, upon any business located at a commercial service airport or operating as a permittee of such an airport. That is not generally imposed on sales or services that by state, political subdivision, or authority unless wholly utilized for airport or aeronautical purposes and there then there's a rule of, de of construction that i won't bore you with the pieces there on other side of texas.com folks this is where we lay up the program right now it seems to me that voters will go to the booth on next monday to vote for quote this is part of the lubbock county november 6 ballot and I'll break all this down after Braddock, but there's a clause, a phrase in the language that says that uh, are you for or against and to impose a short-term motor vehicle rental tax at a rate not to exceed 5% of the gross receipts from the rental of a motor vehicle in Lubbock County. Now, at football games we sit right above the student section and my boys have learned a chant that they do all the time to shame one another and it's you can't do that it seems as of october 5 you cannot do that now can you do can it not just be taxed at uh, rental car companies at the airport or is it away from the airport as well uh, I talked with officials at Lubbock County District Attorney's Office. It's in the piece. They don't know. Everything's up in the air right now. But Lubbock County is bearing the brunt of it. And I will say, very unfortunate for the Expo Center campaign. And we'll try to get them on the show this week, get all this information out there, what's, what they anticipate doing, what's going on. But that's where we start off a great week of Other Side of Texas by breaking some news. I think that it's pretty clear that the ballot language and the uh, federal law now conflict one another. So what's going to happen? We're just going to keep breaking news. That's what's going to happen. Also going to get Scott Braddock up in just a moment. Stick right where you are. Plenty of, uh, we're going to have to come up with a name. For the Lubbock Expo Center thing. Uh, we'll try to do that. The Lubbock County Expo Center thing. In the meantime, going to go make some money. 
thank you for being a good patron of supporters of the other side. Talk to you here in a couple of minutes. Hey, this segment of the other side, just catching up on uh, the news I need to get into as we, uh, golly, over the break, uh, we are uh, right here rolling along. Title One, Lubbock's Digital Real Estate and Title Escrow Company. Folks, I would tell you, you start off with a model like that, like that, and your phone just blows up and you just rub your hair back and feel the gray in your hair and you get into the next segment and act like nothing happened over the break really thinking about selling a uh, video subscription service so that you can hear and see what happens over these breaks uh this segment again title one thank those guys lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company title one is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service from the time the contract opens until it closes see how title one can serve your realty consumer and lending needs at title1.com each week we get braddock on texas he is editor of the quorum report scott braddock how are you friend doing well sir i am at your service monday afternoons 5 15 right here on the other side of texas with braddock on texas hey uh braddock i just uh have come across something i would say i broke it but it seems like it's been out there for a while maybe i'm the first to report it did you oh, know you can go ahead and take credit go oh, ahead i'll take all the credit that's, that's good mm-hmm. um did you know that it is now as of october 5 municipal municipalities and counties cannot use revenues from rental car companies and their consumers at airports and maybe away from airports depending on whether or not your enterprise or your hertz or your whatever mm-hmm. is permitted by the city or by the city vis-a-vis the airport you can't use those revenues for projects outside of the airport and that's state law that's a federal that was underneath the under the new okay. federal aviation administration reauthorization act of 2018 uh, I see. very interesting yeah so lubbock county and mm-hmm. i think probably maybe mcclellan county i'd have to check on taylor uh i know that there are a few counties out there that yeah. have some venue <laughs> items that are up for and it just comes at a weird time you know being passed on october 5 made effective on october 5 i think mm-hmm. comes as a surprise to a lot of people in, yeah, and in lubbock, lubbock county in lubbock county are they using that for uh, a lot of other projects well we've got our lubbock county expo center buddy i'm going to bring you up mm-hmm. here we'll i go saw to, the picture of that yeah, we'll mm-hmm. have to go to a rodeo it, I, I think that they can fix the problem but uh it's still a funding <clears> problem it's a 40 to 50 million dollar project and one of their uh, revenue sources has uh, shall we say uh, hit the accelerator it's gone yeah Let's looks see. like um or, or, or they hit the brake on it depending on which way you look at it yeah. i'm uh, looking at the picture of the proposed lubbock county expo center and i saw you got a question on twitter about that and it's going to be right at the um north university avenue north uh, of the Loop 289 Access Road. That's right. Near XFAM. Look at you. Yeah. You see how quickly I adapt to the situation? Yeah. I had no idea you were going to ask about this. Yeah, I just want listeners to understand. I had no idea you were going to ask about this, and I already know exactly where they're going to put that sucker. Thank you for being on top of everything. That is, 
<laughs> that is if they if they have the funding. It's yeah. a very interesting yeah, it's gonna be, uh, conundrum there that they have now. It's going to be an interesting week going forward for sure. Didn't no give you your proper introductions. So we'll do that now. Scott Braddock, knower of all things. He is Braddock on Texas. So thank you, thank you. Tomorrow on this program, uh, <laughs> even though the lieutenant governor has been given ample during election season and outside of election season to come on this program and talk about issues, he refuses to do so. He won't uh, take you up on that? Uh, lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, uh, his mm -hmm. opponent, Mike Collier, will be on this program tomorrow at 5.35 right. p.m. A big... Mm -hmm. A uh, big push behind Mike Collier for those who are interested in public schools, whether they have an yep. R or D in their association with their name. Uh, Dan Patrick is stressing support for public schools in his re-election bid, and yeah. uh, some tactics may not be going the right way. Tell us about that. Well, it's very interesting, and I think this will make you chuckle. Uh, there are some flyers and uh, mail pieces that have been showing up at uh, the homes of, and here, here's how I understand it, and I'm still reporting this out, that these flyers are showing up in the mailboxes of people who uh, are, are thought to be Republican voters or people who are in Republican areas but maybe haven't voted in Republican primaries. Uh, and there are various ways that consultants can figure that out. For example, this is just one example. Um, if somebody gets, you know, Field and Stream magazine at home, it probably tells you they're a Second Amendment supporter, even if they haven't, you know, voted in Republican primaries. That's just one way they can tell. Mm -hmm. They look at neighborhoods, they look at demographics, and they can try to figure out if somebody would be a November Republican, but not necessarily the kind of person who votes in the March primary. And these uh, mail pieces that uh, highlight Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's support for public education had some public education supporters laughing out loud. For example, here's what it says on the mailer, standing for teachers, quote, teachers are our most important educational asset and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick believes a greater percentage of our education dollars should go to them and that all teachers deserve an across the board pay raise. Uh, now, of course, the Lieutenant Governor did support a pay raise for teachers and more compensation for them uh, during the last year, but it would have been picked up at the local level that, of course, at the same time that the Lieutenant Governor and his lieutenants in the Texas Senate uh, were railing against local control and against the ability of local governments to be able to raise needed revenue for various things. I recall that. That would include, yeah. yes, that would, of course, but include how, hold on, hold on. The, the way how, that teachers are compensated. How great would it be if some of those same lieutenants and that same lieutenant governor rose up in an uproar against Washington squelching the ability for municipalities and counties to fund venue projects uh, uh, based upon rental car taxes. You're tying it all together. You're tying it all together in this beautiful package that is so easy for the listener to access. It's no wonder this is the number one most listened to show in the afternoons in West Texas. I'll take that, Scott Braddock. I'll take Listen it. to, and, and have you thought about, I've noticed that you're very uh, focused lately on the, the graying of your hair and your beard. Have you thought about Just for Men? No. Uh, I saw no. you tweeting well, something about that, and you're talking about it now on the radio. They can. I think it makes you look distinguished, sir. I will say that there are advertising opportunities available on the program <laughs> and a yeah. very successful podcast. And uh, 
you know, uh, got some. There'd probably be several companies some, that could. You got know, some beer groups like coming on pretty soon, and uh, some just for men and beer. And <laughs> hey, nothing says nothing yes. says forty like just for men and beer. I will say this though. Yeah. Back to the point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's let's stop talking, making it about me for just a moment. Um, no, not about Jay for one minute. <laughs> the uh, I did on Friday. I think I tweeted, yeah. "No self-respecting Republican mm-hmm. can say honestly that Dan Patrick is an advocate." of public schools and Braddock that thing just got retweeted and retweeted all I mean all yeah, I saw all. that was uh, one of those viral tweets and I you know there's a reason for that I mean the lieutenant governor is somebody who not only has fought against the ability of these local governments including school districts to be able to raise revenue to pay for the things that are needed like a public education for children uh, but he is also and we shouldn't let this segment go by without saying this and you should probably raise this with Mike Collier when he's on the program, if he doesn't bring it up himself, the lieutenant governor has been the number one advocate of diverting money away from public schools and over to private schools via school vouchers. He has been on that like white on rice since his time as a radio talk show host, his time as a state senator, and now his time as a lieutenant governor. Of course, uh, this is one of those things that has de- the Republican Party. It divides the uh, rural members like Kel Seliger from out y'all's way who stood on the floor and argued against the school voucher bill mm-hmm. when it was on the st- uh, Texas Senate floor. Uh, it also divided uh, one member sort of amongst herself, uh, Senator Lois Kolkhorst, uh, who we've talked about this on the program. When that debate was playing out, um, Senator Kolkhorst has a district that is one-third suburban and two-thirds rural, and so she was trying to get her entire district uh, to be uh, exempted uh, from this uh, school voucher program that was proposed in the Texas Senate, and that led her to make the very interesting argument that Fort Bend County, which is just outside of Houston, a suburban county, which is home to at least 700,000 people, uh, she was arguing that it was a little too small of a place to be included in this voucher program but the lieutenant governor is interested in school vouchers he makes the argument passionately you may have seen him uh, the picture uh, pictures of him on the south steps of the capitol wearing the and by the way yellow scarf you can tell it you can tell it's a very yes sir you can tell it's a very grassroots sort of effort right it's just average folks who are doing this who are pushing for school vouchers in texas when they have such fancy swag they're able to hand out thousands and thousands of these beautiful yellow scarfs promoting school vouchers. Um, The Texas Public Policy Foundation, which is right up the street from the Texas Capitol, uh, and this is one of the places where Lieutenant Governor Patrick and his allies have had their strategy sessions to talk about this stuff, was founded. That group was founded by a guy named Jim Leininger, a millionaire from San Antonio, whose mission in life was school choice, quote-unquote school choice, And, of course, we know that better as school vouchers and as uh, the folks uh, who you know from rural West Texas, some of my friends and yours from East Texas as well, will tell you that those school districts are what, Jay Leeson? Um, The 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 lifeblood of the community. Drew Darby. I was waiting I was Drew waiting Darby. for your yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for your Drew Darby. Yeah. But but yes, but the lieutenant governor who has pushed those sorts of programs more vigorously than anyone in Austin is now making the argument to those November Republicans, the people who would probably be 
more moderate Republicans, um, which, you know, it's hard to imagine him, um, you know, asking for the support of those moderate Republicans. Uh, but there's a reason for this, and I think that, and this is just my analysis now, is that maybe the lieutenant governor's campaign does believe that this will not necessarily just be a base of the Republican Party versus the base of the Democratic Party election, which we have been saying no, and, and thinking no. that maybe that's what he thought, but it may grow beyond that. And so he needs every Republican, anybody who would lean Republican, to show up over the next few weeks during early voting and on Election Day to vote for him. Okay, so I, I do not dare make this Braddock and Leeson on Texas, but let me give you one piece here of what I think may be going on. What are the numbers in this race? Is it within 10? In the Senate Mike Collier, race, Dan it, Patrick. It may, be, it may be within about 10. I have seen some polling suggesting that the lieutenant governor is not much above 50%, though. Yeah. Uh, and that most of what I have seen, most of what I'm looking at, shows that um, outside of Beto O'Rourke, and maybe including him as well, but but all the rest of the statewide uh, Democrat uh, Democratic candidates, uh, that they can't break above about 41, 42 percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my contention has been and will continue to be the race in Texas between a clo- the closest race in Texas on election night will be Mike Collier and Dan Patrick. And I'll, and I'll say this, right one response to, yeah, write it down. We're going to put it in the annals well, of, of yeah, radio gonna... greatness. But here's the deal, is that <laughs> to the aforementioned yep. tweet, there was one guy who said Rob Knight, if that's his real name, um, it may be Probably true, not. it may be true, uh, but like in many elections, it is hard to be a one-issue voter. Too many other issues mm-hmm. and areas on the other side that are not worthy of a vote. Now, mm-hmm. that may be true, but how about this? How about some, let's just use Lubbock County for an example. All right. I live in, let's say I lived in Anson. And I'm really worried about my public school. I see a lot of school con- consola- consolidations around me. I know that I can vote for Charles Perry, for instance, for all those other issues. I may be concerned about the border and about bathrooms and about right. you know a lot of that other stuff. All this other stuff. But mm-hmm. I can vote for Charles Perry on those issues but I can vote against the lieutenant governor on the single issue of public education, knowing that there are a lot of people who are doing the same thing that I am. So I think it's true. I think the lieutenant governor's race can be a one-issue race, and then you subsidize your vote, or for lack of a better word, subsidize your vote by going with the quote-unquote conservative in the race balance out your vote um you know i think it's easier for folks in a place like lubbock county or some places in east texas or south texas to do what you're saying it's easier to do it there than it is in a place like houston for example which has a ballot that is about seven or eight pages because there are about uh, 90 uh, state district judges in harris county um and so yeah i think you're going to see a lot of ticket splitters out there uh the degree to which that happens is an open question but certainly a possibility yeah scott braddock as we go along at scott braddock on twitter uh look we just spent almost uh 20 minutes on that one thing Uh, well it's a great topic i mean you know we could leave it right there you you, what you could do right now is you could say scott thank you very much but i won't scott braddock you could say i appreciate but and then and then you could say uh to the producers just package that up 
and send it off to the Radio Hall of Fame right now where it belongs. I will not because I want to give the people what they want over the next oh, three okay. minutes. More, one, more, more of Braddock on one, Texas. Okay. That's right. One, if you guys can't tell, Braddock and I like one another. We have a good time with the radio. Um, yes. One thing that I have, I've said this before on the program, that I'm really, there are things that I'm glad and I'm proud of my two votes in the primary and the general for for yeah. Donald Trump. Okay. But one thing that I get hung up on is that this very people that he ran against and outraged in the South in the SEC primaries March 1 of 2016 was yeah. that he stood up against Cato Institute and Heritage Foundations and subsidiaries like Empowered Texans in these outfits that are borrowing spin conservatives and they have come as a blight in rural texas i believe and have yes. really exploited us and brought us to where we are now where it's like oh we gave you rural electrification what about rural okay. development like we used to talk well, about yeah, that yeah. and so that and is you the should premise. also make you should also make the point that those groups that were against uh, trump at that time like empower texans by the way the spokesman for uh, Chairman Dunn, Boss Dunn, as you call him, Tim Dunn from Midland, Michael Quinn Sullivan, his lowly spokesman, was bragging about the fact that he had received never-Trump bumper stickers in the mail. Now, if you follow him on Twitter, look at what he's doing uh, through their organization. Yeah. They're the biggest Trump fans ever. I, Isn't I, that interesting? Yeah. Uh, should bolster your point. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to make some comments about Sullivan, but I think I'll just keep with where we are. Yeah, you can leave that. It's just a point of fact, not even really a comment, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah he's willing to kiss rings and other things. Uh, so here's the deal is that where Trump has lost me is on these tax cuts. And I think that mm -hmm. it's tax cuts that are unfunded, uh, underfunded, mm -hmm. and will come at a cost yeah. to the middle class. <clears throat> and the lower middle class and sure. below and whenever there's not money in the kitty rather than to address the loopholes or the tax cuts they're going to come back and say well you got to consolidate this school district or we got to cut back on the farm okay. bill or we got to do mm -hmm. something about the medical industry and it's going to come at a big hit sooner or later but or you got to keep your taxes at the airport and can't use it for other stuff okay so yeah stuff brought like it that. back home there too but we've got yeah. two minutes left here even yeah. Even the suburbs, my friends in the suburbs, the mm -hmm. suburbitarians, not the suburbitarians, but dwellers in the suburbs are having a tough time with tax cuts. What's going on there? Well, it's just a tough sell. I mean, when you look at what's in the tax bill, um, one thing uh, that we should say right off the bat is Republican um, candidates are not really trying to sell the tax cuts as we head toward Election Day. You don't see almost any advertising about that in any of the races that we're watching, any of the competitive races. I don't see uh, any television advertisements where, for example, Pete Sessions or John Culberson or Will Hurd, et cetera, are really stressing the tax cuts. Sure, it's something that they are talking about, but it's not the number one message. I mean, if you look at what happened with the way um, that uh, property tax caps, uh, property taxes um, are now capped as far as you being able to write them off on your federal taxes, um, that impacts a lot of people in the districts we're talking about because those are people who have, you know, 
larger, nicer homes and therefore a larger tax bill, and now they're capped at what they can write off on their federal taxes. Um, that was always going to be an issue. And remember, when the bill was first debated, they were not going to let people write those things off at all. Um, and, of course, there was a lot of pushback from uh, the Texas Association of Realtors and the National Realtors Association and all of that. Uh, but, look, it's just not a winning message right now. And it's it's very interesting to me that, you know, as you point out, it's sort of a borrow and spend sort of situation. Um, but that you just don't have the economy, which is doing pretty well. I mean, by just about every measure, the economy doing really well and the Republican Party not able to capitalize on it. And why? Uh, well, for a few reasons. One, uh, we had a uh, problem, as you know, on Wall Street last week, and things are sort of starting to stabilize, although things were down earlier today um, when you look at the Dow and the S&P and all that. But, uh, but the fact of the matter is um, that the president just can't seem to get out of his own way. Um, you know, the Republican Party would like to talk about how good the economy is, but they have to keep talking about whatever it was that Trump was tweeting about today. Um, and, you know, the thing he was tweeting about today had to do uh, with whether or not the Saudi government uh, had anything to do with the apparent uh, torture and killing of a journalist uh, who was in uh, Turkey. So, I mean, this the, everything is sort of off kilter. And in any other year uh, when the economy was doing this well, you would think that it would just be a given that voters would not be upset and they would not be in the mood to punish people who are in power, but it may still happen in a lot of places around the country, although it does look like Republicans are pretty well positioned here in Texas. Yes, Scott Braddock, all things Texas politics. It is the most influential form of government in your day-to-day life. If you don't know, now you know. And uh, Scott Braddock's the place to go to follow up on it is scott braddock at scott braddock on twitter quorumreport.com thank you my friend now you tell the producers to package that thing up send it over to the leeson wing of the excellence in broadcasting museum <laughs> leeson wing appreciate you buddy all right appreciate you talk soon hey uh more of this lubbock County Expo Center breaking some news. It's just going to begin to get around. Going to get these guys in. Listen, I'm not, uh, I'm just going to give the preface as we go to break. I'm not operating as somebody, you've not heard me speak disparagingly about it. I've just kind of stayed on the fence. But it's a big issue and I think one that's just hit people at the wrong time. But what's going to happen? We'll see what's going to happen. Coming up right here after the break. Hey, welcome back in. The Other Side of Texas is brought to you by the law firm of Mullen, Horton, Brown, LLP. With offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning 806-745-5800 you want to text in to the program so back to this lubbock county expo center ordeal and listen if you're in mcclellan county or maybe in bell county uh, several counties have venues up and if you're just joining the program there was supposed to be uh, supposedly it's a 30-year bond so you would think that over a great duration of time a substantial portion of the lubbock county expo center's uh 
bond what would pay for its bond package is rental car tax and taxes on rental car companies and their consumers well we did some digging and as of october 5 the president signed and i should say that it all has to do with tourism that's the play is and this is not just lubbock this everywhere let's make other people pay for it and the people come they have a good time and they pay i do it twice a year at least in austin i do it in other places i've done it in san antonio you stay in a hotel the they give you the rate and then it's like they added gratuity times two to the bill and that's what that's how locals get things done now lubbock to its credit has a lower hotel motel occupancy rate uh, tax rate than a lot of places and rental car rate and so there were some folks who said you know what this is how we can get a new dirt track and to get events in uh, rodeos or motorbike rallies or monster man i used to hate those every i swear every monster car race derby derby whatever they're called whenever i was younger it was kind of like i don't know if you always haven't whenever you were a kid you always had an ear infection when one thing started i'll get to it they're pointing at me telling me to get to the point no this is the point we're making a point right now whenever i was a kid it seemed like every time we went to go get our pictures taken i had an earache or we went to a monster truck rally i had a headache too or the flu or something terrible so i i don't like those very much anymore and the same thing while i'm riffing for a moment with exercise my wife is on me about exercise now she's like in this hardcore i don't think that she's going all like crazy putting pictures on facebook of how fit she is but she wants me to go out and to just run or to my my intuition into exercise is a dirt lot in abernathy texas with ropes and tractor tires in 150 degree temperature and 150 degree wind wind with dirt in it and a coach screaming like it's like you're in boot camp trying to go save the west from the old east that's my that's my experience with exercise and i don't it's like for me and i I'm, i know i'm doing the victim thing right now but really i don't know of healthy exercise i know of i know of of putting oneself in a position of strain in order for the survival of a team or the survival of a country when really it was like a six and four football team so i just i still have a hard time with nah you can't just go ex like i may go find Paige burl smith and pay him more than he's getting paid now to come yell at me while i'm exercising and i'll be able to do it uh but i don't uh, not maybe a like 120 degree gym uh yeah man the exercise thing so i i have a little bit of a difficult t- okay they told me i should have brought it back around and now i forgot where i was so back to this expo center deal 
oh yeah monster truck rallies um dirt events rodeos i have no doubt that it can be used for some for some great things but i want to take you along in the piece that we just put up on other side of texas.com it seems as though and when I, I say seems i'm saying i really really think this is the case but i can't get enough officials to confirm but i'm going to tell you that as of october 5 the president signed the federal aviation administration reauthorization act of 2018 and in it it said that businesses located at commercial service airport or operating as a permittee of an airport shall not have and now i'm paraphrasing shall not have taxes uh, levied against the businesses or its consumers for purposes outside of the airport now that's october 5 the lubbock expo people would have had to have had their language in for the bill in mid-august and then approved by the feds and every other voter regulation thing that we got uh, from that point from mid-august going forward and then in mid-august this is how the ballot still reads that the lubbock county expo center seeks to impose a short-term i don't know how long short-term is motor vehicle rental tax at a rate not to exceed five percent of the gross receipts from the rental of a motor vehicle in lubbock county now as i said before you can't do that that's what it seems like here so it's fairly clear and i had this conversation with folks today i said so the ballot <clears throat> the ballot is going to essentially ask and this is a problem that the lubbock expo center and i'm hoping they'll come on the show this week we'll flesh all this out i'm not a hack on either side i'm just trying to ask questions for the other side if i may uh, so the ballot is going to essentially ask folks to vote for something that is now against the law and that's a predicament but i think you get put in that predicament fairly often if if we're honest i mean that's why there's a supreme court why there's a judicial system but that act and the ballot seem to be at odds at one another with one another and that's a tension that voters could feel it's an ill-timed i don't think that anybody saw this coming i do think and i'm going to find out more about this because i've had some calls today there are people who should have known about this at the county level and briefed but they did not make anyone involved aware and randy jordan who's heading up the expo center steering committee told me that he has no knowledge had no knowledge as of whenever i called him today about potential conflicts with the proposition in the newly signed federal legislation and that he's received no notification from the county from an agency at the county or the state level and then said quote based on the information we have in front of us right now we see nothing to deter us from moving forward and also i asked him for projections on uh, how much rental car tax revenues of up to five percent factored into servicing this 30-year bond <clears throat> this 40 to 50 million dollars he wasn't able to tell me at the time of publish 
but as soon as he does tell me that piece will be updated and uh we'll roll along uh speaking of roll along gonna roll along after this quick break go make some capitalist dollars oh man some robert earl Mm. live dinner number two wish i could have been there be here when we get back two minutes from Yeah, man, Waylon played here. Yeah, played and smoked in these studios. Uh, all, no telling what kind of residue is on the walls. Hey, man, you don't want people getting into your dumpster and finding all your mail and junk mail and all your documents. You don't want to just go throw those anywhere. That's why you need to trust my friends at Lubbock File Room. Yeah, man go just drop them off and say hey pards thank you very much they'll give you a certificate of destruction providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992 for free and hassle-free estimate call lubbock file room lubbockfileroom.com 806-744-7666 today hey uh the weather Hey, and my pray, my pray, my pray away rain, hashtag pray away rain, it worked, it worked, going into the weekend, we didn't get all that bad stuff we thought we were going to get, did we, we didn't, I mean, we can pray for it, and we pray it away, and uh, a lot of cotton guys out there spraying, hoping those bowls come open, and uh would have been a lot more difficult with it being like Randall McKenzie proof weather outside with it being it fe- the thermostat saying oh the th- thermometer saying oh it's 34 but you step outside and it's negative 11 whatever speaking of the weather if you're right here on the cap rock gonna be about uh, in the 40s tomorrow and then jumping up to 51 on thursday 51 on uh i'm sorry wednesday and thursday and then friday maybe 64 uh, not a lot of wind but precipitation jumping up there on thursday to 70 percent dropping to 30 percent on friday best and worst of the weekend and get back in with lubbock expo center and uh and getting washington on that thing best well first of all worst should i go worst or best um let's go worst first uh navy veteran army sergeant was killed on uh, officials with the Lubbock Police Department are conducting an investigation into the death of 39-year-old Zenon Cannon Jr. And on this weekend, on, well, I say this weekend, on Thursday night, Zenon Cannon was uh, killed. Uh, so uh, people at UMC University Medical Center in Lubbock say, the investigation revealed on October 10, Cannon was at CC's Bar and Grill, located on the 1600 block of 50th Street, where he was involved in a fight. Following the fight, Kano 
was taken to a local emergency clinic by a private vehicle where he was taken to UMC by EMS. Kano was pronounced deceased at UMC. Uh, a graduate born in Hell Center, graduate of Olton High School. Hate to see this and details still coming out about what was involved in his death. Prayers for his family to be sure best of the weekend was last night you can't stop my Mahomey. you can't you just cannot stop patrick mahomes uh unless you beat him by three in new england which is what happened but you still didn't stop him uh man how impressive is patrick mahomes love that guy glad he starts for uh the j boys my fantasy football team um Back to Expo Center for just a moment. Uh, This is the deal. I don't know how there wasn't more recognition, um, how it wasn't caught that this was in the Congress, because I spoke with Congressman Jody Arrington on Saturday and said it's my understanding that you can't use rental car taxes on projects outside of the airport now and Congressman Arrington told me, he walked me through how long, the, and this is why it's a little unbelievable to me that it wasn't caught. And and I say unbelievable, and I don't believe that people knew. I don't. Everybody I've talked to today, this was the first time they'd heard it. Um, But I still, there are wonks that you pay at the county who should have known and should have given notice. And I don't. Maybe I'm missing something completely. The story's still new. But this should have been something. The people that are paid to pay attention to these things and didn't know. Arrington told me about the process, how he said it's months, if not years, that this process goes about for a Federal Aviation Administration reauthorization bill. And he said, quote, if there was a problem, it was never flagged as a concern for me. The feedback we received was positive from stakeholders in the district with regards to helping meet infrastructure needs at airports. And then said again, no stakeholders raised this as a concern. The revisions on car rental car taxes uh, being used away from the airport as a concern. Uh, and I also spoke with... Lubbock County, Lubbock County Assistant District Attorney. I see that I forgot to say county in the piece. I'll correct that. Uh, Morgan Bond says that her office is currently, she was aware of it, and said that they are currently studying the impact of the new law on the Expo Center proposal. Quote, we will be in full compliance with the law, and we will not collect any taxes that are unlawful to collect should the expo proposal pass vaughn said that the rental car language on november ballots will not change it will not change and so knowing what we know the language cannot change at this point she said that there are federal and state and all sorts of stipulations now no steve texan in should vaughn have alerted i don't think that that's within the purview and whenever she says currently it might have been within the past couple of days but 
as Arrington lays out, this is, I think it was passed by the House in April. So, and I don't know where it was amended, but somebody should have, might have been aware and why they didn't pass along to to use the term stakeholders is is a little bit confusing to me uh, i think that in uh, bottom line folks is this if they've got a 10 million dollar endowment and randy jordan says that they do then i think that let's just say and let's just throw out a ballpark i'm completely hypothetical right now but let's say that they put a five percent what would have been a five percent on rental cars and that that pertained not to just rental car companies on the premises of the airport but it was outside the airport as well let's just say and then let's say that was 200 million dollars over the course of let's say rode out 30 years that's six million dollars well what randy jordan and these folks have said is that they will have an endowment with six with ten million dollars that will be invested in kind of a t boone pickens kind of way uh, and produce more revenues so maybe it's all okay in the end but for right now i'm only reporting from an other side Ravon perspective what i see and we'll begin to have this conversation over the duration of the week a conversation i hope that you'll be a part of as i'm so glad grinning ear to ear that you are a part of this program going to jump off uh, tomorrow we will have mike collier the former republican who is now running as a democrat for lieutenant governor folks i don't know i may endorse him on the air i may vote for him we're just gonna gonna have to see how that interview goes maybe i will be a one issue voter as it pertains to public education the lifeblood of any community in texas um and having grown up in a rural community i see mike collier and i like what i hear i'm gonna have mike collier on uh, and maybe some tech stuff for a tech tuesday at technology stuff on the tuesday uh ross ramsey other guests coming up this week it's going to be awesome it's going to be so good to be here and glad that you're with us as well gonna get home gotta get home got some math homework and multiplication tables to do before dinner and then on to monday night football with my boys who love it so much and uh hey rave on buddies rave on right here on the other side of Texas, AM 580, love it. See ya right here, about 23 hours from now, on the other side.